Welcome to It's a Good Life, the podcast for entrepreneurs, where it's all about growing yourself and your business. Here's your host, founder of America's largest business coaching company, Brian Buffini. Well, the top of the morning to you, and uh, or should I say aloha. This will be the first of the broadcasts I'm doing from my home in Hawaii. And I figured if I'm going to talk about the good life, I should do it from one of the places that is a ingredient for making my life uh, as good as it is. So uh, welcome to the program. Today we're going to talk about the power of perseverance. And uh, very excited for you. We all know that perseverance is important. It doesn't always sound sexy or fun. But hopefully we can give you a few thoughts today that uh, might make it more attainable and understand that uh, if you keep fighting, biting, scratching, and clawing on the path you're on, more than likely you're going to prevail. Uh, Cambridge English Dictionary defines perseverance as uh, the continued effort to do or achieve something, even when it's difficult or takes a long time. Now, I would say that's fairly counter-cultural to our world we live in today. Difficult, requires a lot of effort, and takes a long time. Nothing about that screams TikTok. But that's where we're at, and that's what all success looks like. Uh, that continued effort to do or achieve something, even when it's difficult or take a long time, that's what it takes to succeed. It's like my mentor Jim Rohn said, uh, how long should I try? And the word he said was, until. Uh, keep trying until you succeed. Keep going until you get to where you need to be. Don't give up until you achieve what you set out to. Think about it. How long will we allow babies to try to walk? Until. I just had one of our grandchildren uh, take their first steps. We let him try until. And what a great joy it was. You can fall down. We let them bump their heads. We let them try all kinds of things. But we let them persevere until. Why? We know that it's essential for them to learn how to walk. And so we're willing for them to try. It's essential for us to become who God's called us to be. The gifts that we have, the talents we have, the abilities we have. It's essential. So try until. You'll hear lots of stories today about people who tried until much later in life, and then their success came. So we have lots of good stories for you today. And of course, I got three major points. We're going to cover the barriers to perseverance. We're going to cover the components to perseverance. And then I'm going to share a few stories that will encourage you. So what are the barriers to perseverance? Well, the first one, of course, is a desire for instant gratification. We know we live in the quick fix world. We want the six-minute abs. Our fast food's not fast enough. Everything is instant fix. Look, I go on social media. I, I, I have people I follow and things I do on there myself. And it's hard not if you ever spend any minute scrolling to see the absolute quick fixes that are being sold. You know, get the keto gummies because then you'll lose 100 pounds in 90 days or whatever it is. And don't change your diet. Don't need to exercise. Don't need to do that. Just eat the gummies. And here's the thing. You know, I'm not going to get into a lawsuit with the keto gummy people. Here's what it is. The gummies, it seems like it has an apple cider vinegar in them. <laughs> good. An apple cider vinegar is good. But that in itself is not going to help me lose 100 pounds or 20 pounds or whatever it is. We all want it now. Of course we do. You, you know this, especially as I'm talking about weight loss or whatever. 
because this is earlier in the year where people are still thinking about that. People will eat good for a week or two, exercise right for a week or two, jump on the scales, get some immediate gratification, then it stops. And it stops for a while as your body adjusts and so on and so forth. And that's when the average person just checks out. Same in business, same in relationships. I've seen it in marriages that could have made it a lot of times with a kid that might not be where you hope they'd be right now. And perseverance is key. In fact, if you think about it, the good life doesn't happen without perseverance. We have to exhibit that level of self-control where we discipline ourselves not to give in to the need for instant gratification. If you lose self-control, everything will fail, John Wooden said. Les Brown said, if you do what's easy, your life will be hard, but if you do what's hard, your life will be easy. So we, we want that instant gratification. The next thing is no vision, no vision. The scriptures say where there's no vision, the people perish. And this is one of the barriers to perseverance. People give up because they don't have a picture in their mind of things could be better, things will be better. They can't see who they can become. They see their current financial situation, their current health situation, their current relationship situation. They're in business and they just see the current market situation. Rates are never going to come down. The buyers are never going to buy. The sellers, there'll never be enough inventory. Well, I'm at the real estate business 37 years and I can tell you the market changes. We live on a planet that spins. One of the things I'm kind of amazed about every night here is that we're blessed with a great view. And we get these amazing sunsets and green flashes and all that kind of good stuff. But as I sat there and contemplate the other night, I'm like, I was watching the stars. And I'm looking at, we're on a planet that spins. Like it's, it's just, it's beyond comprehension. Like I don't feel like I'm spinning right now, do you? But we're on a planet that spins. Everything changes. Everything changes. That's the fact. Everything will change and everything can change. And what about this? Things can change for the better. Your business can change for the better. Your health can change for the better. Your finances can change for the better. Your relationships, your kids, everything you do, your state of mind, your emotional state, it can change. We live on a planet that spins. We are in these human bodies that go through changes. Everything in our life changes. There's different seasons. So we have to have a vision. Now, it doesn't mean we get to control it but we need to have a picture of it. And when you have a picture of where you want to go, you can have this passion to persevere. And people love the idea of the word passion, right? And I've said it before. Passion comes from the old Greek word paseo, which means to suffer. People say, I want to live a life full of passion. Really? Well, the passion is I'm willing to persevere. I'm willing to persevere. I'm willing to suck it up. I'm willing to do what needs to be done until... Helen Keller said the only thing worse than being blind is having sight but no vision. You know, it's wild. Helen Keller, what a remarkable human being she was, totally blind, did all these remarkable things, but she always talked about the vision she had, tremendous vision, even though she had no sight. So the fact of the matter is we need to get a picture. We've talked about goals. We've bombarded you with the first month of this year, having a goal and clear-cut goals and having John Acuff talk about goals, and everything's been about goals, which is try to create a picture in mind, and vision boards, and pictures, and images, and screensavers. So the first barrier, instant gratification. That second barrier is not having any vision. 
The third thing about perseverance is just easier not to. In life, it's easier not to. It's easy to walk a mile. It's just easier not to. It's easy to work out. It's just easier not to. It's actually quite easy to eat healthy food in the world we live in today with the distribution systems that are set up. The problem is it's way easier not to. It's way easier not to. Because we can order food now. We have not just drive-throughs and quick release food and microwavable food, but now you can have all the delivery services. I mean, if you think about it, you know, you'd never leave the leave your house for hardly anything. You can work from home, you can eat from home, you can have stuff delivered, you can shop from home. You never have to leave at all. And that's the world we live in today. We work from home, live from home, veg out from home, binge watch from home, society. And here's the thing. There's nobody living a fulfilled life doing that. Nobody. We need other people. We need other pursuits. We need to get out and about. We need to experience things outside of our four walls. It's a retrenchment. Think about it. People who lose their liberty are locked up in jail. And what are they allowed to do? No more freedom of movement. And what are we doing? We're giving in to the easier not to. Why? Because it's easy not to. Perseverance is one of the key ingredients to success. The barriers, instant gratification, no vision, and it's just easier not to. So what are the components of perseverance? Once we're aware of it mentally, how can we square up our jaw and really kind of get after it? Well, the first thing is being resilient. And so perseverance and resilience are actually very closely related. In fact, I I didn't know if I was going to call this podcast Perseverance or Resilience. But some research from positivepsychology.com found that resilient people are not put off by failure. They see it as a learning opportunity and not to fail again in the future. Now, let me add to this, because those are the quotes, and those go out in the marketplace, and those go on all the social media. And it's, oh, resilient people are not put off by failure. It doesn't mean that resilient people are not disappointed, frustrated, angry, upset by failure. I'm an extremely committed, persevering type person. If there's probably one characteristic that defines me, it's perseverance. doesn't mean I enjoy failure. It doesn't mean I'm not put off by it in this regard. I do know, okay, what can I learn? How can I do better? How can I keep going? Because the perseverance is, okay, now let's get on with it. Okay, what can I do? Okay, what can I learn? It doesn't mean I enjoy it. And this is where these disconnecting sounds can come from. The truth of the matter is, all failure is disappointment. But the fact of the matter is, what do you do with that disappointment? So we got to learn from the past. When it's good, repeat and refine. When it's bad, sometimes ditch, sometimes back to the drawing board. You know, I'm reminded of the story as a guy who lost his house in a fire and all his possessions for our whole family. Thomas Edison, at the peak of his powers, his entire workshop burned up. Now, this is a man who had hundreds, I mean, almost a thousand patents, I believe. And he just was one of the most remarkable human beings that ever lived. And at the peak of his powers, this giant workshop where all these people were employed went on fire and burned up. And he came and he was disappointed and sad at the loss of the property and the fire. And then he said, because he was a persevering type guy, it's the only way you get to be an inventor. He said, well, all our mistakes have burned up. We get to start again. We have to make sure that we understand that we got to be resilient. Resilient means we're going to take some hits and we got to keep on ticking. That's a Timex watch. The power of a made-up mind. Now, this is 
an episode I did. It's uh, episode 262. And one of the most popular episodes I ever did, if you've never listened to it, scroll back to some of our older episodes. It was in season one of the Brian Buffini Show, and it's episode 262. But the power of a made-up mind, that's resiliency, and it's just, it's in my head. It's there. And on a personal note, and again, I'm not going to try to self-aggrandize. I think I share my failures and shortcomings all the time. But the fact of the matter is, I remember uh, it was 2007, 2008, the giant recession came to real estate. We were 400-person company, just the dominant presence in the real estate space. We had had a remarkable run-up of 10 years of at least 49% growth, huge growth, huge development. And here comes this worldwide economic meltdown centered around real estate. And we knew early on, this is bad news. So by 2007, 2008, we start laying people off. We start making cutbacks. And it became a downward spiral. We went from 400 employees to about 110, 120. And it was 2010, and the San Diego Union came calling. And they wanted to know the secret of our success. They featured us on the front page of the business section. And it was about, you know, persevering through the recession. And the reporter asked me, how often I had considered giving up and closing the business down. And I remember being kind of taken aback by the question. I'm like, huh. Uh, And I realized it had never even occurred to me. Like that thought had never even occurred to me. It had never come to mind. Maybe it should have. Maybe a a smarter businessman. You know, I, I had to sell millions of dollars in assets and real estate in order to sustain the company. But it never occurred to me to not keep the business going. It never even entered into my mind. And at that time, we had dozens and dozens of competitors that all just disappeared. Kind of similar to now, to be honest with you. And the market had a bit of a setback last year, and there's coaching companies shutting down left and right. We're hiring coaches right now. We're growing our coaching business right now because it's the power of a made-up mind. And that's what it's all about. You have to have those things. So here are just those principles I want to touch on again from the power of a made-up mind. First of all, you're resolved. I'm not going to give up. Secondly, I'm resolute, right? You sit, the president sits behind the resolute desk. I'm going to be resolute. The third thing is you you focus on your wins. And then the next thing is you you attract like-minded people. I do remember during that time, I hung out with quite a few business owners that were, we were all on the same page. How do we beat this? And then what happens is you, you get to be a winner. And so that is really the components of a made-up mind. So you have to set up your mind. I'm not giving up. Like, I'm not giving up, no matter what it takes. I don't care how many setbacks I've had on my health. I don't care how many setbacks I've had on my finances. I don't care how many setbacks I've had. I'm not giving up. Next, you become resolute, square up your jaw. Uh, You focus on your wins. You attract like-minded people, and then you become a winner. Now, does that apply in everything? Look, sometimes there's things in life that are unavoidable. You might be in a marriage where the other person's given up. Well, you can't not give up for both of you. There's things like that. There, you might be in a business where the entire business changed. You were in the travel agency business, we'll say, and the whole business changed. And again, there's still travel agents today. But the bottom line is, you know, Ogmandino, in The Greatest Salesman in the World, had these scrolls for success. And I read them as a young man. It changed my life. And one of them is, I will persist until I succeed. I will persist until I succeed. And that's the bottom line. And that's the phrase of a made-up mind. Another thing I was doing is I kind of 
reading through Perseverance and stories of Perseverance is Cal Ripken. Now, I'm not the biggest baseball guy. I enjoy the Padre games and so on and so forth in San Diego. But Cal Ripken's best known as the Iron Man of baseball. He's played more consecutive games than anybody in history. For years and years and years, 162 games a year. And I believe it's 15 years, something like that. He never missed a game. I was just reading a book from him called Get in the Game. And he had eight principles. I'm just going to throw them out. Something here will resonate with you. But how was a guy able to persevere? And he had injuries and setbacks and slumps and everything else. But he said he starts with the right values, a strong will to succeed, love what you do, prepare, anticipate, trust in your relationships, manage your life, and then have the courage of your convictions. And I thought, you know, some good stuff in there. Some good stuff in there. I'm very strong in the area of perseverance. And yet I read books and I'm listening to podcasts and I listen to old recordings, uh, wherever I can get my hands on to help me to grow in this area. We need more, what are the elements? We need more resilience. We need to have a made-up mind. And uh, those elements that Cal Ripken talked about, some really good stuff there. And I want to finish up here today with just some stories. One or two that I've shared before from the stage and whatnot. But again, I'll persevere with the stories if you'll persevere to listen. You know, Colonel Sanders, right? KFC chicken. He was 65 years of age. Now, just to give you context, when Colonel Sanders was 65, the mortality rate in the United States was 65. So at the age he should have been passing away, uh, he was relying on $105 a month Social Security. That's when he had this dream. He had this vision. He had this aspiration. He thought he had this recipe that would really work. And he started presenting to different people. And he would get pots and pans in the back of his car and drive to a restaurant and say, let me demonstrate what I do. He did 108 demonstrations before someone said, hey, I want to use this recipe and I want to have this fried chicken in my restaurant. They say altogether, he was rejected over a thousand times. But eventually, people started to use his recipe, use his methodology, and that became KFC. You know, in the, in the mid to late 70s, you know, there were more KFCs than there were McDonald's at one stage, if you can believe that. KFC today has 25,000 stores in 145 countries and is valued at $10 billion. Started by a guy, too late in life to start, according to his peers, too dumb to receive the rejection of the market, didn't give in to feedback, didn't take polls, the consultants definitely would have walked out and told him this is a failing strategy. But he kept banging the drum and banging the drum and banging the drum. And eventually, someone said yes. And he becomes a man who's still remembered today, long after his passing. Now he lives in caricature form with his white suit and his, his black silk bow tie. Another older gentleman is a San Diego native named Orville Redenbacher. Now, Orville lived in La Jolla. In fact, uh, right down the street was Dr. Seuss. He has been affectionately called the king of popcorn. Well, he wasn't the king of popcorn for a long time. In fact, he didn't really make it big until his 70s. He kept perfecting this high-end popcorn, like the best taste in popcorn. And he did it, started out of the, out of the back of his trunks. It's in the 1971. At the time, it was the most rejected gourmet popcorn the market rejected it. They said there's a glut on the market. There's too many popcorns as it is. 
He sold his business in 1976. Took him five years after a long, long time for two million bucks, which in today's money would be a giant fortune. If you look around today and see Orville Redenbacher microwave popcorn, and you'll see this character on the brand, and he's got the glasses and the curly white hair. Nice-looking gentleman, a beautiful guy from what I understand. And he eventually then turned his fortune into a giant fortune in real estate. Another great example, one that's very inspiring, is J.K. Rowling. You know, she's a single mother on welfare when she began writing. She wrote her first script for Harry Potter. Twelve publishers. Now, you got to remember, in England, there's not that many publishers. So when the 12 biggest ones say no... Now you're really starting to get down to, man, do I have a chance at all? And she kept persevering. She kept persevering. Kept fighting through. Kept a vision in mind. Harry Potter series today has sold over 600 million copies. They say the book has done more for childhood literacy than any other book in the last 25 years. Got kids interested in reading books. In the Sunday Times Rich List, they estimated... Rowling's fortune at about 820 million pounds. She's kind of a billionaire in American dollars. So the fact of the matter is those stories still happen today and those stories are going to happen in the future. Now, maybe your goal is not to write a best-selling book or to be building a chicken franchise or whatever else, but it doesn't matter. What, what is your vision? What is your dream? What is your goal? And my goal is to try to do really good podcasts for people. And that whether you ever are a person who gets into one of our coaching programs, if you're a person that's going to start in the Do It Now campaign and get your business up and running, and I recommend it. Go to the itsagoodlife.com, go to the website, and you'll see the Do It Now link, you'll see the coaching link. I mean, those are brilliant things. But if I was never to talk to you, never to meet you, never to coach you, My goal is to persevere, to produce the best content I can that hopefully can help you, that hopefully can encourage you. And I hope today has been one of those podcasts. I hope that no matter what you're facing, what challenge you're going through, that you persevere. I hope you have a vision for the future of your life. Your best days can yet be ahead of you. And if you believe it and you'll just make up your mind and have that aspiration, keep your eyes on your goals and your vision, It can happen. It's not going to be quick. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to happen right away. And it's not going to be without any bother. It's all bother, to be honest with you. It's all a challenge. People look, I'm here today and I'm, you know, when I hang up these headphones, I'm going outside, I'll go have a cup of tea and I'm going to watch some whales off my deck. And life is good. But let me tell you, it's been a grind. It's been a challenge. The amount of obstacles I've had to overcome and still do. And that's life, and that's part of the deal. But it's what makes the sweeter times sweeter. It's what puts the good in the good life. And so I hope this has been helpful for you today. I hope you've enjoyed it. And with that said, I want to pass it on back to Mr. David Lally, who probably has a good word for us all today. I loved this message today, Brian. Thanks so much. And do say hi to the whales. I've seen you persevere through thick and thin, and in my own life, perseverance has paid off also especially on those things I felt ready to give up on. It's a fantastic message, very timely. For those of you in the business world, head to itsagoodlife.com and click on the image there to learn more about the Do It Now campaign Brian mentioned. And thanks for all the reviews. Do keep them coming. 
Mags SH posted, changing my life. I've started from the very beginning of the episodes and I'm listening in order. I'm now around episode 30 and wow, I couldn't love it anymore. I'm inspired by each episode. I recommend the show to someone almost daily. Love this, Mags, and kudos on the perseverance. Speaking of that, here's the queen of perseverance herself, Brian's mum, Therese, to send us home. May the road rise up to meet you, and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields, and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time. (laughs) 